EcoSki was formed off the back of um, my own personal experience trying to kit um, the whole family out to go skiing for the first time. Family of five, uh, my jacket was, I mean, I've had my jacket for a long time, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat myself, get a new jacket. Um, but it's, um, you know, finding the right one and price point, you know, I'm not kind of a massive spender and if I'm going to buy, I want to buy better and buy for life, um, but that comes at a cost, obviously. fascinating are the characteristics behind many different brands. Some of them are outgoing and energetic, some of them are a little bit more laid back. So in this podcast, we look to explore all the different characteristics, not only of the brand itself, its roots, its origins, but the people behind the brand. And is there a bit of a relationship between the characters of the people and the characters of the brand? Well, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome wherever you are. And welcome to this episode of Legends of the Brand. And today I'm super stoked to introduce to everybody Rachel Westbrook from Echo Ski. So welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Phil. It's an <laughs> honor to be on your show. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, you know, the good news is that we've obviously not only had a chance to chat beforehand in this part of the process, but we also were both coming off the National Snow Show, which was which was a great event. And I think we both agree that it was um, it was nice to get everybody all back together, get the, get the band back together. Um, but this was your first experience at the National Snow Show, wasn't it? And uh, what are your what are your what are your top takeaways from the show? Well, I went to the show with no expectations whatsoever. I had no idea what was in store, um, but I came away just thinking, wow, what an amazing industry. And everyone's so pumped and excited about the season. I think it's looking like it's going to happen, um, which is great. Um, no, I, I loved it. And um, for EcoSki, for the first time being out in the public and um, speaking to customers, other brands, um, retailers, resorts, everybody, just the interest in the whole concept of EcoSki was really positive. So I came away feeling happy and, and proud, I guess. Um, so no, I loved it and it was a brilliant show and they did so well pulling it off oh, under yeah, it was circumstances. Yeah, I mean, because obviously COVID and all that great stuff. But um, before we jump into the story of Echo Ski, perhaps we could also look, uh, take a rewind a little bit and talk about your story as an individual. And um, obviously, I know from, from our conversations in the past, you grew up in Yorkshire. Is that correct? Yeah, cool. And um, but uh, now your first experience on snow, was it in Yorkshire or is it a bit further north? Was it uh, in the Alps? What was your first experience like? Well, my first experience of snow would be just at home, building snowmen. Um, but my first um, time on skis would be, ha, this is fun, being pulled around um, behind the back of a tractor at home. We lived on a farm. So um, just, yeah, doing that, really fun. A um, few accidents, more like water skiing, really. But um, And then my first proper trip was to um, Scotland. So we skied every year up there as a family with um family friends and yeah i love scotland um it was fun really fun hit quite a few patches of you know heather and rock and you know kind of uh, <laughs> eating picnics out there it was really lovely very oh. fond of 
it's brilliant. I, I, I've said uh, beforehand on, to, on a few other podcasts that we've uh, had the chance a few years ago to go up to Scotland and just, you know, I was blown away. I mean, I think we were probably blessed by the weather at the time, but um, it was just a spectacular experience. And I totally would recommend if the weather's right and the conditions are great, the, it's a warm hospitality there. It's, it's just such a wonderful adventure to go up to Scotland. And uh, it should be on people's radar, I think, to go up and spend some time there. It's a fantastic, fantastic time. Definitely. It's a beautiful part of the world. And I've got such fond memories there. But as you say, with the weather, you have to, um, it has to be um, favourable weather. I took my husband and the two, cho two children pre the third, um, and we didn't have the best weather. Um, we got off the bus at the top, literally, we were almost blown away. Um, the lifts were closed. Um, my husband said, never again, never again are we coming back to Scotland. So I'm having to work really hard, <laughs> but we <laughs> will go back. It'll be fine. I, it's um, obviously like you, you have a, a lovely family. Um, and in terms of the holidays and experiences, that sort of thing, you've obviously done some winter ski holidays, which I'm sure you, you'll, you'll probably share with us in a moment. But um, in terms of holidays overall, summer holidays or winter holidays, which is your favorite? Definitely winter. Oh, that's the right answer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you. Um, no, I'm. Um, I say I love. I do love the summer, but where I'm definitely a kind of spend summer down in Cornwall. I'm definitely a UK. Not not someone that really wants to spend hours lying on a beach. Um, and we did try and go on one summer holiday with the children. Um, they all complained it was way too hot. Um, they didn't really like it. They hate sun cream. Um, so no, we, we, we're not going to be going on many summer holidays, but the, the winter holidays and the mountains um, can't beat it. What's um, uh, spending time outside is obviously important to, to you and obviously growing up uh, on a farm and, and uh, getting pulled behind the tractor. I'm thinking right now, the health and safety executive right now are probably pulling their hairs out thinking that's probably the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, riding hat on we were safe <laughs> exactly glasses everything like that we did we yeah. did a safety assessment yeah <laughs> um but uh you know your time outside what's the greatest joy that you get from spending time outside well I think it comes back to family and friends and just kind of appreciating what's around us I think perhaps as a child you kind of um you take it all for granted don't you and then when you um grow old and a little bit wiser and you have your own family and you realize just how incredible nature is and especially when you're up in the mountains and um it's just beautiful and the children just exercising vitamin d um all having fun and that's where skiing we can all do it together no matter how young you are old you are good or bad you know you can um you can all be there together um, and so it's a real joy, you know, the children getting back from their skiing, not an iPad in sight, um, they're exhausted, so it means we can sit down, have a good drink, they're quite happy to rest, and, and, and then, yeah, no, it's just, it's, does, it doesn't get better than that, does it? No, it doesn't, and I think one of the things, you know, there seemed to be a common theme, especially chatting to people such as yourself at the snow show as well, is that everybody's looking forward to getting back to the snow sports, I think the snow sports is, is almost um, uh, a, a byproduct of the opportunity of people to get back together and, and for th this reason to get together and to uh, have connection with friends and family. Um, so, yeah, no, I think totally looking forward to that. 
um, myself. Um, but uh, the connection of friends and family and uh, obviously time outside time in the mountains is part of the echo ski uh, journey. And I was wondering for those who don't know about it, could you perhaps share with us the inspiration behind echo ski and kind of how it was founded and what it's about? Gosh, I'm going to sound like a real bore talking about family, but again, <laughs> um, EcoSki was formed off the back of um, my own personal experience, trying to kit um, the whole family out to go skiing for the first time. Family of five, uh, my jacket was, I mean, I've had my jacket for a long time, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat myself, get a new jacket, um, but it's... Um, you know, finding the right one and price point, you know, I'm not kind of a massive spender. And if I'm going to buy, I want to buy better and buy for life. Um, but that comes at a cost, obviously. And I couldn't justify buying it for myself, considering I'm only going on a ski holiday once or twice a year. So you kind of, um, to people like me, um, those kind of high performance better brands um, were kind of off the radar really um, and then the children just kind of how kitting them out every single year you know kind of a system at the moment um, you know over here the retailers are all amazing um, but I, I wanted to do something different to support what they have they've got some fantastic brands that they got on board but this whole pre-loved um, buyback um you know, buying secondhand, um, renting to make the ski kit um, more affordable and accessible for, for families, um, but also just for, you know, anybody that wants to go off skiing and, you know, they just want to try out some new kit. So it's, it's um, yeah, making, making ski kit more affordable and accessible, um, whilst also um, hugely reducing the um, overconsumption and waste, which quite often happens, especially with junior skiers. <laughs> if that helps explain it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And so, um, though obviously you were initially uh, kind of looking for yourself and your family and like that, that first particular trip, did you, did you end up buying, did you, did you buy new or did you buy used? And then, and then um, what was, you know, did you draw a line in the sand and kind of go, right, okay, moving forward, we're only going to uh, look at, um, pre-loved pre-loved uh clothing well i think it's quite hard to find pre-loved clothing obviously there's ebay um and well this is what i was aware of back then um i didn't buy i bought for the children because i had to um and i did try and buy for me but i ended up sending it back because i thought it wasn't worth it mm -hmm. um but um since starting up ecoski i've come across quite a few companies that are working in the pre-loved area that are doing amazing things um but it's um knowing about them isn't it i think um and i think um definitely i would always consider pre-loved i definitely i mean our site at the moment is got a pre-loved page it's not that full um, because we're only eight months old but we've had a lot of people contact us about listing their kit um, so hopefully that part of the website will be you know the, the kit it's not necessarily like damaged goods we'll repair them and list them it's more that people have either they just want to change or they've grown out of kit you know we change sizes the children especially um so it's definitely always worth looking at that option um, before buying new but the problem with that obviously is um 
size runs because it will be quite sporadic and you'll find a jacket oh that's amazing but it's not quite in my size so you have to you know there's an element of picking around and so slightly harder but um definitely should consider pre-loved and uh, so you you cater to both adults and children then not just children yes adults and children yeah we've got quite a lot of um shemi's old stuff on our pre-loved page and we took a basket actually of her kit to um the snow show people went mad for that they loved it especially the branded stuff with the team gb and you know it's brilliant that's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful. So obviously you have the pre-loved aspect of it, but um, you know, there's also an aspect of um, new, new retail, which I believe you also look after that as well. Um, when you, when your first vision of Ski came along, um, what, what was, what was the balance between the two? Was it, um, you know, you wanted to sell for argument's sake new, but also have an, uh, an environmental message um, or was it, you always wanted to have the, the pre-loved side of things. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, I think um, environmental message was a big part of it, um, but also the affordability um, and providing a service for people. But the the main, um, the initial idea was um, for people to buy new and give it back to us. So we would own our pre-loved page. It would be um, pre-owned eco ski so we would be keeping our kit that we're selling in circulation um, but obviously we wouldn't be able to launch our pre-loved site um, for a few years at least um, because if people buy new you'd want them to keep it for a bit longer so um, that was the main idea um, but um, we're also just trying to provide a service for for general skiers and you know they they a lot of people have so much kit um at home don't they they don't know what to do with it so we want to be able to provide provide a service and people can contact us and we can list it on their behalf or we can share it and post it to our um i call them partners but there's a couple of other companies working in pre-loved who ski where they were at the show i don't know whether you saw them and um, bluebird um their peer-to-peer site so they're a bit like uh outdoor wear version of ebay um which is brilliant so we'll be working with them as well but um yeah we'll just see how it goes that's cool i mean so you've mentioned ebay a few times there i just want to kind of pick up on that a little bit because um yeah i guess one school of thought could be that you were almost offering a ski version of ebay um but i think there's a little bit point of difference and i think we've had this conversation beforehand about the fact that work with some of the partners one of the big differences is regardless of whether it's your product which is somebody something coming in and being returned or somebody bringing a, a, a quality product to you it goes off and it gets treated uh, i wonder if you could perhaps speak to people or speak to us about that because i'm sure people have thoughts about using somebody else's equipment yeah well um the are you meaning about the cleaning and yeah um, yeah so our that's that's the our rental partners mm-hmm. um um who are fulfilling all of our rental our rental um orders okay. um they are also helping us with any repairs alongside okay. lancashire sports repair who i think you might have heard of they're amazing um, so we've partnered with them as well so anything that um comes into us that's um damaged um a lady actually brought um an all-in-one 1970s suit that she's had. I mean, she was 
she's had it for a long time and it had worn through on the bum had the shoulder pads everything proper kind of suit and she'd got two splits along the the uh, on her bum because it had worn so thin and we've spoken to Lancashire Sports Repair and it's been sent off to them and they're going to put some um, patches so little pockets on her bottom um, so that's getting repaired and then it will be sent back to her but um, I think when what you're saying is if you're buying from eBay someone you know that kind of you'll list anything on eBay and mm. sell it. And the person who's buying doesn't really know exactly what they're getting. Whereas with us, we um, want to make sure that we're selling it um, and it's going to work. So if we get given something, I've got a jacket at the moment that came from Shemi's husband and the zip's broken. So we won't list that because we, we need to get it uh, repaired. So we will send it up to the guys, they'll repair it. Um, they can reproof it, mm -hmm. um, wash it, and then it will be as good as new and sold. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping to be better than eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so, at, at the show, one of the things you, you were, um, had you talk about your four different four different areas. Is that right? Um, uh, yeah, it was great because you had uh, piece markers, wasn't it? Four different piece markers. Um, could you walk us through what those four different piece markers are and how they relate to the whole um, eco ski environment, if you want to call it that? Ah, uh, well. Um, the piece markers um, came about, we were trying to sort out our backdrop for the show, and um, that was kind of a bit of an afterthought. And now I'm so pleased that we've done them because it just really demonstrates who we are. So um, we've got the four different runs. So the, we've got the green run, um, run one, which is repair. So our first port of call would be repair what you already have, um, we'll do that for you. Um, you know, that's going to provide, um, it's gonna be the least impactful thing you can do. You know, the most sustainable item you ever own is the one that's already in your wardrobe, as we all know. And then the second is the blue run, which is pre-owned. Um, so if you don't have something, if you can't repair anything, then look at pre-loved. Um, then our third, which is the red run is rental. And our fourth is the black run, which is buy new, but buy better. And it's not saying that buying new is bad. Um, it's just finding which piece um, suits you. And I think if you're going to be skiing loads, um, then renting is not going to work for you from an environmental point of view. The shipping, the cleaning, the constant backwards and forwards, it's an affordability. You know, you might as well buy new. Um, but then for somebody who's only going once a year and they don't own any kit, um, then rental would suit them. So it's just finding that run that works best. Um, and we're providing a solution, um, affordable solution and giving everybody um, those different choices, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It's perfect. I, I love it. I say the sometimes these uh, spur of the moment, last minute ideas in terms of having your different different um, different pieces and different piece markers. Uh, they work out really well. I think that's a really nice way of explaining, especially the different colors, because that relates to everybody. So, so that's that's really brilliant. Um, I'm curious, though, to find out, uh, have you always been involved in um, environmental messages? Um, and has has this thing always been something that you've wanted to do? I mean, you're, you've mentioned a few times that your uh, Echo Ski is relatively new, eight months old. So before that, what sort of things were you doing? Wow, nothing to do with the environment. So my background is in property. So I worked at Knight Frank as an investment agent. And then I was at 
Hammerson doing um, asset management. And then I was at Virgin Active, um, their head of property. So sorting out lease renewals, um, rent reviews, new acquisitions, help buy out to Sporter, you know, kind of uh, totally different. And then I started a family, did consultancy work for property. And then my youngest was going to start school. And I thought, yeah, I can do something. I'm going to do something for myself. And um, I wanted to give back. And, you know, as you're kind of, you've got these three young children and you're wanting to bring them up as best you can and ensure that the world that they're living in is as safe and, and nice as possible. And it, so it's kind of, um, you know, what can I do? Um, how can I... Um, be a good influence and a good role model for them and encourage them to grow up but also I want to give back I feel very fortunate um my life so far that you know there's some incredible people out there doing the, all this um charity work and um I wanted to help support them so I thought well if I can continue doing something that I love um and give back at the same time whilst also making ski kit more affordable then that's what I'm going to do so environmentally I think subconsciously I think I've always been very aware of it I've never been one for you know buying too much I hate waste um but um you know I'd never really seen myself as an activist um but you know the 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 more that I'm learning through this eco ski journey, the more I'm kind of realizing that actually we all um we have a duty to mm. change our ways and you know, without being too kind of tying ourselves to trees and stuff. I think we really, we all, we all have to make change. And um, yeah, and I want to try and encourage people to go the same way. That's brilliant. I am um, just listening to what you're saying there. It made me um, think about a few things as, as one of them was, um, what do your family think about the, the work that you're doing? Not, not, oh, not obviously the nine, yeah, I'll say a few. <laughs> I'll say obviously the nine to five settings, but because you're, it's almost like you're um, creating a bit of a, um, like I say, movement, but you're definitely changing perceptions. And uh, I, I mean, uh, your, your, your little ones, do they come in and help out in, at the shop, whatever it is? I mean, are they involved? Oh, yeah, they're very sweet. I've got a photo, my youngest. She said, Mummy, are we doing pick and pack? So she's trying, she's five. And so she's on reading the codes off and product packing them all away. So she comes and does pick and pack. And they've all had a little stint at modeling some pre-loved and they say they're very proud and yeah, but it's been, um, yeah, quite full on because see the idea was to start up when my youngest went to school, but she was only at school for two months um, and then we were in lockdown. So, uh, <laughs> and then I was suddenly becoming, a, you know, setting up a business and homeschooling. And so it's been, um, yeah, quite, it's been a lot of juggling. I can't say I've done anything as well as I would have wanted to have done. Um, but I guess sometimes that's a good thing because it's got to get on with it, haven't you? Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I, I heard a saying was done is the new perfect and 80% is the new 100%. So you're, you're good to go. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so um, obviously you get your family helping you, which is which is fantastic. I mean, uh, child labor is awesome. <laughs> paying, them <laughs> a, paying them a chocolate, I'm sure. Um, but you've also got a, a bit of a, a team. You've got some consultants that help you out as well because it's, 
I, I can imagine that uh, talking about uh, what you're doing, on the one side, there's obviously fantastic and great intentions and everything like that, but also it's probably a bit of a minefield in terms of making sure you have the correct, uh, correct messaging and all that. Um, I was wondering if you might be able to share with us uh, some of the people who you're working with uh, to, to help um, guide and steer and uh, the Echo Ski movement, the Echo Ski program. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, I think we talked about it at the show about yeah. going down these rabbit holes and getting lost. And, um, you know, I kind of, I am, um, I want to get things right. Um, but, you know, there's, it's not um, a tick box exercise. It's not as straightforward as perhaps I initially thought as well. So I'm definitely very dependent on um, help and advisors. And we've got the a bit like our four pieces. I've got the four pillars of EcoSki, my, what I call advisors, um, is um, Shemi Olcott, who obviously you know, who um, needs to put the kit through its paces. And, you know, there's no point that kind of supporting um, ski wear that's made out of, you know, there's some it massively, hugely positive innovations happening out there at the moment. And I mean, if you look at the fashion world, there's kind of, you know, clothes made out of discarded onion skins. And you just think, whoa, you know, we're not quite ready to ski in an onion skin. And, um, you know, I don't think Shemi could uh, ski in an onion skin. Um, but all these innovations, um, you know, she's putting them through its paces and, you know, she'll come back and feedback and say, you know, that's awesome. This brand's incredible. This is this. And so we can test our products via her. Um, the environmental side of things, Martin Hartley, who, um, is a um, polar photographer is what he'd call himself, but I call him an explorer. Um, he spent hundreds of days in the Arctic. He's worked on behalf of NASA, um, taking all the um, depth measurements and temperatures in the Arctic, um, just tracking climate change. Um, he feels so passionately about what we're doing at EcoSki and I've had many a time when I've said to him oh, I'm worried about you know we're still using plastic and it's recycled and there's so many people that will shoot you down about um, certain aspects he said you'll always get uh, the naysayers you'll always find people but what you're doing is amazing and it's part of it's like a little inner watch these little it's the little cogs that turn the big wheels and that was a really good kind of, okay, keep going, keep going. Um, so he's really supportive. And then some sustainability um, advisors, Lucy Harold, who was at the show, and Rachel um, Fortune, who was also at the show. Rachel's background's in fashion. So she helps at that side of things, um, but she's moved over to sustainability. And Lucy's been a sustainability corporate advisor for, I don't know how long I'll give away her age, but I'd say 15 years. Um, so she's um, helping as well. So it's like knitting, knitting it all together. Um, and it's important to consider all four of those areas um, on the journey, really. So I'm very lucky. It's, it's, it's amazing um, that you have the support of so many of these of these people. And um, I would imagine it's probably a little bit of a, uh, of, a, of a chicken and an egg a little bit one is that when you start talking about your message you know some of these um you know if you're in tune with some of the right uh, um you know colleagues and that they'll, they will want to join the process but then hopefully that'll then allow you the opportunity to go and speak to others um 
and obviously doors get open and everything like that, which is absolutely fantastic. I mean, you've, you've come huge leaps and bounds in, in eight months to, to considering COVID and all of that sort of stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in, in the next eight months, 12 months uh, without COVID sort of thing and everything locked out. Um, but uh, the other thing I'm curious about is who's Rachel become along this journey? Oh, um, oh, that's a tricky one. I, I think probably just um, I'm just evolving. Um, just probably my childhood and my my parents, how they brought me up. Um, I guess I'm hmm, turning into. I can't really. I, I don't know. That's a tricky question. That one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm definitely. Um, becoming a little bit more of, I'm not going to say I'm an activist because I'd hate to say that, but definitely I'm, um, you know, I feel really passionately mm. about um, instilling change without making people feel guilty. So I um, I don't want to be preachy. I um, don't want to tell people what they're doing wrong, but um, I, I do feel like I kind of, I want to, be eco ski to be a voice um to, to help people if if anybody wants um the help and if we can instill a little bit of change and make people think differently about their everyday habits then i'll be happy um i've had a few people say um my next door neighbor her daughter is um hugely into sailing and she's doing a um a dissertation on me at school and uh she's and the mum said she's just you you're an inspiration to her and I it was made my day and I thought well that, that's amazing you know if I can influence anybody and make them think twice about um their everyday choices then then I'm happy but how I'm evolving as a person I have no idea <laughs> just keep going <laughs> no it's brilliant well I mean I, I would say that um you're, you're a bit of a spokesperson, I think is probably the way I would almost look at it, but you're a spokesperson, spokesperson for a, a way of thinking is probably, a, a, you know, and I think that's, that's really kind of a, an exciting thing. And sometimes the, the, um, the fact that you were moving down that particular road, that you didn't have a, a pre agenda uh, to do anything almost makes it more powerful because, you know, you, you have so much more credibility behind it, which is wonderful. Um, you're uh, learning as I go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all right. It's but uh, documenting the journey, as they say. Um, so you mentioned about your next door neighbor and, and sailing. And uh, so what happens or what's going to happen to Echo Ski in the summertime? Because obviously Echo Ski is in the name, but uh, in the summertime, is, is it going to be Echo Summer? You know, I I did buy the the web. Well, I can't quite remember the domain name mm -hmm. for Eco Summers. Oh, really? um, it's probably ex it's probably expired now. And um, so, if anyone else wants to buy it, then feel free because I'm just not sure I could do it again. <laughs> I think I'll stick with Eco Ski. But we have taken on um, some summer wear for next year. Um, only a small collection from brands um, that we want to support and. Um, it's the, the, these innovations I was talking about, like we're including um, some of Patagonia's um, Net Plus range, which is kit made out of um, like summer wear, beach wear, shorts uh, made out of um, recycled fishing nets. Um, we've got some of Icebreaker's regenerative um, wool, um, merino. So regeneration, um, regenerative farming is a massive part of um, what 
I believe in and, you know, giving back and um, replenishing and um, giving back to earth um, more than what we're taking. So that's another really lovely story. And then um, picture as well. We've got some of their um, um, tensile, um, all, all, all the new innovations, you know, moving away from 100% um, polyester or, um, or cotton, um, which is hugely, yeah, I don't want to get stuck down the cotton rabbit warren really. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Legends of the Brand. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Listen, drop us an email at info at legendsofthebrand.com. That's info at legendsofthebrand.com if you'd like to reach out and get in touch. And make sure to check out the show notes also at all the W's at legendsofthebrand.com. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.